There is absolutely nothing that prepares you for a miscarriage. I had two miscarriages after the birth of my first son, um, and they just threw me into this huge despair, into this kind of black hole. Uh, I was paralyzed in the afternoons, could do nothing. At night, I was up forever, and then I just argued about everything and nothing with my husband. Uh, my fourth pregnancy, I worried the entire pregnancy that I was going to miscarry. And when I finally had, uh, gave birth to my youngest son in 1992, uh, it was a very fast birth and followed by an enormous amount of after labor that they can't give you anything for, so a lot of pain. But I had two absolutely beautiful, healthy children. And you would think that this would be the happiest time of my life. Um, and instead, I fell into this deep, dark, postpartum depression, probably because of the two miscarriages and the birth. So I, I talked to a therapist, and they wanted to recommend uh, antidepressants and be a sort of oppositional person that I can be sometimes, and the um, uh, kind of can-do, I-can-do-it-myself person. I read this book about uh, running to overcome depression, and I thought, oh, that's it. I'm going to use running as my medicine. So I started with you know, going out for a three-mile run and coming home, and I, I felt a little better. And uh, then I do another three-mile run, and I felt a little better. But you know, I was still depressed. It was hard to get outside to do the three-mile run. So I decided to sign up for a marathon, because then I had to get outside and do the training. <laughs> I trained for that marathon, uh, and I did it, and it was great. And then I trained for another marathon, and I did it, and it was great. And I ran other races. I kept training and running races. And I thought, cool. And um, I wanted to get faster. I was always sort of middle of the pack. Okay, fine, toward the back of the pack. But anyway, I wasn't fast. So I joined a running group. And at the running group, I met Yvonne. Now, Yvonne ran 50 miles more, and I was just so intrigued. And I went home for a run with Yvonne. And we were running on the coastal trail, and we're running at a pace that's a little bit slower than I'm usually running. Uh, and we get to the base of the hill at Kincaid, and it's been two hours, and I'm feeling great. Nothing hurts. We run up the hill, and it's really nothing. The, you know, the hill just kind of goes away. We're running so slowly that nothing hurts. Three hours later, I'm feeling fantastic, and we've done. I go home. It feels like I've been anesthetized. Nothing bothers me. <laughs> I'm going to become a long-distance runner. So uh, Yvonne tells me about the Resurrection Pass 50 Miler, and she trains with me, and I run it, and I learn that Gatorade is not my friend, and that <laughs> I love Pop-Tarts, and you can really eat a lot when you're doing long distance, which I really love. <laughs> that race did another 50 Miler, and um, you know, the next level was where we ended up that next year, nearly 10 years after my youngest son was born, at the start of a 100-mile race. This is in the 100. Um, I did have cheese and butter in my job bra, very close, <laughs> in my sled, along with my bivy sack to 20 below. Um, we had 100 miles in February in the cold to do in 50 hours. This was like this incredible experience. It's a beautiful day. We set out at our usual pace, the forever pace. We get to our first checkpoint. Um, 
which is just beautiful. We're on Flathorn Lake, and there is Mount Susitna coming out of this frozen lake. It is the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. And we can keep running. It's getting dark, it's getting cold, it's getting colder, and uh, well below zero, my hands are freezing, and I, they're so cold that I cannot go and get some new hand warmers. And um, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to call this race when we get to the next check shop because I can't really race with uh, frostbite. And just as I'm thinking about this, a uh, snow machine comes by, and they are race officials, they're checking on us. And someone helps, and they get me my hand warmers, and I've got them, and we can keep going. So, <laughs> we get to the next checkpoint, it's 50 miles. Yvonne's got frostbite, so she is calling it there. But I'm feeling okay, and I, I uh, hook up with a couple other runners, and we keep going. And we're running, and the trail is getting really bad. There have been a lot of other runners on it. It was, it got warm up during the day, it got soft. It's still feeling like mashed potatoes. We're sinking in, we haven't seen anybody for hours, it seems like. It's getting dark again. And I'm just like, this is really hard. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> I see these people on the side of the trail uh, around a campfire, and I'm thinking, oh, how wonderful there are some other people out here. And I turned to my companions, and I'm about to say, do you see these people? But then I realize they don't see these people because they're not there. <laughs> so we're just about at the Flathorn Lake checkpoint, the last one before the end of the race. Uh, and we decide we cannot make it in the 50 hours. So we call it, and I fall into a hammock, and my entire body seizes up. I'm feeling so miserable. I have taken Advil and Tylenol and everything else and nothing is touching this. And since I'm not getting any sleep, I have a little bit of time to think about the fact that I've been doing this now for quite a few years. I, I don't have postpartum depression. I'm just enjoying the running, um, but I'm not really enjoying this feeling. <laughs> this is feeling like childbirth. <laughs> And you know what? I've already given birth to two, and that's enough. <laughs> I went on to do shorter races, um, and ones that uh, were much less extreme than this one, and I have to say, I never did another race that felt like I was giving birth to a child. 